You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, just to remind you that I'm on maternity leave until early 2021, and this episode is from my archive. Now, if you're newest to me, not to worry, you'll never know the difference. And if you've been here for a while, I recommend you still listen, because tell me, are you actually doing and implementing everything I teach on this podcast? So as you listen, ask yourself, what else can I learn? What else can I apply? And by the way, I'm still super active on Instagram, so make sure you come connect with me there. I'm Veronica E. Grant, and you can send me a DM or comment on one of my photos. I would love to get to know you more and how I can support you. And with that, let's get on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited to be here today, and thank you so much for tuning in. I have been sick for a little over a week now, and I'm finally beginning to feel a lot better, but just know that my voice isn't totally back to normal, and you might hear me croak a little bit in this episode, but all is well and getting better. And for those of you who were curious and were following me on Insta Stories, I did get my voice back temporarily-ish for the video shoot that I did a couple weeks ago. I could tell that it wasn't 100% normal, but it was pretty back to normal. But I think for people who knew me or know me really well, or maybe listen to my podcast all the time, know that it was a little off, but good enough for the video. And I can't wait to share those videos with you. So on to our episode today, we are back to a normal episode. It's the first Thursday of the month. So I have got a caller on the episode with me. And she is questioning if her fear of going out with someone new is her gut telling her to stay away? Or is it fear of going out with someone new and all that might entail like getting rejected, or he doesn't want what she wants, or he doesn't like her or whatever it is. 
And the truth is, is that it can sometimes be kind of tricky to tell the difference between your fear and your intuition. But it's definitely worth learning the difference. And I take Katie through that today in the call. And I also break it down and give you some more steps and kind of just like really essentialize the takeaways so that you can really begin to hone in on what your intuition is versus your fear. So definitely make sure you listen to that. And I say this in the episode, but I just want to emphasize that fear isn't bad. You know, I have a lot of women, you know, who don't end up working with me or joining the Love Action Tribe or who don't quit their job or don't take this big risk in their life because there's fear. And there's a belief, I think, that you have to, you know, conquer your fears or having fear is bad or if there's fear, then that means that it's a, you know, the wrong thing for you or it's a sign. And the truth is, is all of that is not true at all. Fear is actually a pretty good thing. It's a really good thing because fear keeps you safe, right? If you're in an unsafe situation, situation, fear, you better believe is going to kick in and that's going to help kick in the adrenaline and you're going to be able to do what you need to do in order to get safe. So fear is totally fine, right? Like if you're in a situation on a date and someone is not making you feel safe, fear is going to kick in to remove yourself from the situation or speak up or whatever, right? The problem with fear is that when it begins to control your life and it's really the one driving the car versus you being the one driving the car. So we're going to navigate this with my caller today. And I think you're really going to love it. I think this is a super common problem. So if you can relate to it, you're definitely not alone. So without further ado, let's get straight to my call with Katie. Hi, um, I was actually calling because I wanted to know how is it that I get past the knowing the difference between just being nervous about like going to meet a guy Mm -hmm. or that's my intuition telling me that like not meet a guy, but continue seeing a guy and not like my intuition telling me that I already know he's kind of bad news for me. Yeah, that's a good question. Are you in a situation like that right now? Or has that recently happened to you? Yes. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what the two sides or what you're kind of debating in your head. What does that story look like? Okay. So I had, you know, proud of myself, ended something with a guy who wasn't emotionally available and then the next night I go out and I go out with my friend and their cousin and I meet their cousin and immediately I'm like somewhat attracted to him and we exchange phone numbers and we've made like three attempts to hang out and I failed all three times because he calls himself kind of like a self-proclaimed womanizer, but like none of his behavior is like that. So a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if he just says, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So he calls himself a womanizer. Uh, yeah. He doesn't use the word womanizer, but like oh, he okay. referred to, he referred to himself as like, like a very, I don't know. Her cousin said that he's like, I don't want to use the word like horn dog. Like, I guess okay. that's the. Okay. Got it. Got it. And so he says that and do your cousins or your friends, they agree with this assessment. The cousin said like, yeah, but she also says he's like a super nice guy and tends to be more in relationships than he kind of makes it out. Okay. So you're getting, okay. So you're getting some confusing signals, both from him, but then also the people that Herdy knows what's going on in you. Like what's going on in your gut. Like you're telling yourself one thing and you're telling yourself another thing. So what does that dialogue look like? 
my gut is saying like, just go hang out with him. Like he seems like fun. You guys had a great conversation, whether it goes anywhere fine. But then like right before I'm supposed to go, I'm like, Oh, something came up. I can't make it. (laughs) Sunday he messaged me and he was like, I'd invite you over tonight, but I know you're not going to show up. Well, how do you know it's your gut? Because that was your original question. Like, is it my gut or is it just being nervous? Right. So how do you know? I don't know. It's my gut. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. So, okay. One side is saying, go hang out with them. Just have fun. The other side is saying, well, it's just not even saying anything. It's just like, nope, not going to do that. (laughs) Cause it's just like canceling or bailing or whatever. Right. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. When have you, let's do this because it is definitely true that sometimes it can be confusing as to what is fear and just being nervous of like, oh, this is outside of my comfort zone. And this is my intuition giving me like a big red no or hell no or whatever, big red flag. I think that's what I meant to say. And it's not black and white and it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but what is always going to be the same is where it's showing up in your body. So have you gotten intuitive hits before? Like this is a yes or that's a no, whether it's been in the realm of relationships or elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Can you think of one specific time in your past? Again, doesn't have to necessarily do with relationships. Yes, I can. Okay, got it. And when you got that intuitive hit, right, and just like a gut, like Mm -hmm. yes or no, how did you know? How did you know that was an intuitive hit and not something else? There was like a calmness about it. Like it almost felt like, like I just knew, like I didn't have to second guess it. I didn't have to think twice about it. Like my whole body felt relaxed in the decision. And I didn't, I I didn't overthink it. As soon as the decision was made, like I was pretty solid in it and didn't really waver. And I didn't get that knot in my stomach. Like I keep, I don't know if I really felt the calmness as much as I just didn't feel that usual knot that I get like right, you know, where my stomach is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Hey there, I'm excited to let you know that I've created a brand new mini e-course for you called Your Conscious Online Dating Blueprint. I love online dating and I think it's one of the best ways to meet potential partners, especially if you're introverted, a single mom, are busy, or you know, living through a pandemic. Look, you know I'm all about the deep work, but I've noticed a lot of times your stuff can come up in the online dating space too. So in this course, I walk you through both the outer and inner strategy to make it work online. Yes, I'll help you create a profile you love, whether you're using a swipe app or a more traditional dating site. I'll help you choose pictures that make you feel confident and that help you show your story to the right people. And I'll help you work through the limiting beliefs, fears, and stories you tell yourself that can make online dating a truly awful experience so that it can actually become a pleasurable and fun experience for you. And guess what? The better your experience online is, the better your chances of meeting someone you're excited about are. We'll also talk about boundaries, messaging, and how to get potential connections off the apps as quickly as possible so you waste less of your time and energy. To learn more about the mini course and sign up, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash online dating. And now back to the show. And was this decision, was it in the realm of relationships and dating or is it something else? It was in the realm of relationship. Great. 
Great. The reason why I ask is sometimes, you know, we can feel really confident in making decisions elsewhere in our life. And I think it's still helpful to refer back to that because we're going to feel intuitive hits for the most part in the same parts of our body. So if we always know we feel that in our throat or our chest or our solar plexus area or more of the womb space, like it's just helpful to have an idea of where you feel that. But at the same time, when it comes to dating and relationships, sometimes there's a little bit extra that we could bump up against, right? Like how often have I heard, you know, oh, well, I trust myself and I feel confident all the time, except when it comes to relationships, right? Because it's, it's <laughs> yeah. something else. So the fact that you were able to have such a clear, like, hell no or hell yes in relationships is a good sign because A, it means, well, first of all, everyone is able to do that, but you have evidence in your own experience that you're able to do that. So that helps, you know, evidence creates confidence over time because it just builds and builds. So that's all good news bears. So the next piece is bringing it to this relationship. So when it comes to potentially hanging out with this guy and seeing if there's anything potentially there with all this kind of misinformation, let's do this actually. So go ahead and close your eyes for me. And I might have done this in the podcast before. I don't remember, but this is a technique I call emptying the vessel. And I honestly can't remember where I've first heard it. I think it's kind of a combination of a lot of different things that I've been taught by my many teachers. Um, But what I want you to do is just imagine you're a vessel, your body's the vessel and you're just emptying it out. So, and that can look like whatever visual you want it to look like. I personally like to imagine that there's just like water pouring from the top of my head and it's just going through me, through me. And it's just like washing away everything that's there. And you're just coming to your, your breath or just the stillness, the quiet, if it helps you to ground by just focusing on your feet, touching the floor, that's fine too. But just empty, 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 breathe, breathe, breathe. And let me know when you feel like you're pretty empty. Just say a yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question and keep emptying the vessel. It's just kind of like a, just, it's like an on button. You have to keep it on. So just keep emptying the vessel. And I'm going to ask a question and I want you to notice what the first thing that comes up is. And if you find yourself fishing for an answer, then just let it go and empty the vessel more and more. And if no answer comes up, that's fine. We'll address that if that's the case, but I'm going to ask a question. So keep emptying the vessel, keep emptying, empty, empty, empty. And then the question is, do you want to go hang out with this person? Yes. Okay. Let's go ahead and open your eyes. So that seems to be a pretty strong yes. I know. I think part of the problem is that I know there's a possibility this would just be a physical type relationship mm-hmm. in on some level. And it comes back to me like not wanting to put myself out there to take the risk of possibly like liking him and him not liking me back. Yeah. Okay. So what is your future tripping, right? Of course <laughs> and, I and you're am. crossing a bridge before we're even at that bridge. We're like, we've still got like we're, a couple miles I, to go, right? So many miles. Right, so many miles to <laughs> yeah. go. So let me ask you this. I mean, there, there's a couple of things that are coming up. So I want to address like the fear of like, well, if I go out with him, it might just be physical or he might not like me the way I like him. Um, I think there's also just a little bit of fear around like, what kind of guy is this? Is he the kind of guy that wants what I want? That we have similar values, goals, all that kind of stuff. I just want to say this, you know, just because this is a podcast episode, I want everyone listening to know that sometimes when you're making a decision, you just simply don't have all the information. 
Mm-hmm. And just deciding that you don't have all the information is a decision that you can land on, right? Like with this guy, like, I don't know, it seems to me like, you know, you, you seem kind of excited. Okay, fine. He may or may not be a horn dog, <laughs> but he's a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Like there's just a lot of like, hmm, I don't know what's really going on. I don't know him. Yeah, I just don't know him. Exactly. You don't know him, yeah. but he seems like he might be interested in you um, considering that mm-hmm. he still seems to want to hang out with you, even though you bailed on him three times. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so my, I mean, look, I never really tell my clients what to do because I think it's more important for you to come to that conclusion yourself. But what I want you to see is that I don't think you have all the information here. Mm-hmm. And so by deciding to go on a date with him is simply just deciding to go on a date. It doesn't mean you're deciding to be in a relationship with him. And I think that's where we begin to future trip and, you know, cross bridges before we're ever even at that point on the trail. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is like, you're putting so much pressure on yourself as to whether or not he would, could be a partner or if he's going to like you or um, Mm -hmm. if he's only going to want sex or whatever it is. But you don't need to make that decision right now. All you need to decide is if you're going to get a damn drink together. That's <laughs> all you focus on, right? <laughs> yes. No, you're. I'm just. I, I'm over. Way over analyzing the entire situation. Right. Feels. Right. I mean, and you're not alone, right? We all do yeah. this, and yeah, it's our, it's our monkey brain, and it's. I think it's almost like instinctual. Like, I mean, it is instinctual. Like, we don't want to be rejected as humans. It's. It's. Mm-hmm. very primal in us. So it's very normal. So I just want to normalize that for you, that it's fine to have a little bit of fear. And in fact, like, I don't think fear is a bad thing. I mean, it's actually a good thing, right? Like if you are walking down an actual trail and there's a bear mm-hmm. that you encounter, like yeah. you want fear to kick in because that's going to kick in the <laughs> adrenaline. You're going to do what you need to do. Like you're able to think fast and whether it's run or I don't know, do whatever the hell you need to do to get away from a bear. Fear is going to help you do that, right? But the question is, is it a real fear or is it imagined fear, right? A real fear is a bear standing literally right in front of you, right? And imagined fear is you don't go hiking because you might encounter a bear, right? I'm not going hiking. Right, right. So with this guy, a real fear is he says something or does something that makes you feel really uncomfortable, that you don't like, or is just a you know, a total sign of, you know, what his goals are, what he wants in a relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a bear standing on the trail, but not going out be- with him. Cause he might be like that. That's like not going on hikes because there might be bears or coyotes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't think about that. There's real fear. And then there's imagined fear. So what's coming up for you? What are you feeling? <sighs> I do feel as though I'm going to reach it because I am excited about it. And it's not, I don't get excited about like people very often. And I think as we're talking, I'm realizing I'm trying so hard to notice every red flag now that like, even if it's not even a real red flag, it's kind of a story I'm creating about a red flag. I feel the need to like pull back before anything's even happening because it really did. It felt, I was very fearful. And every time I went to go, like hang out with him, I would get so like scared. I'd be like, oh, I'm not even going to go because he's just going to sleep with me and not call me again. Mind you, we haven't gotten anywhere near that point of our hanging out. Right, right. And, and it's so long as he's not a violent person, like you also get a say as to whether or not you're going <laughs> to... That s- happens. Right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. So it's not all 
it's a two-way street, right? It's Mm -hmm. you get a choice and play a role in this too. So part of it is just trusting yourself that for you to stay true to you. And that's really what it's about because you have the tools, right? Like, like it's about staying clear on what you want, you know, in what you want out of a first date, but that's like a stepping stone to what you want out of what you eventually want, which is Mm -hmm. a partner. Right. And so as long as you stay true to that, and I, I get that's like saying like, well, just fall asleep, you know, to an insomnia or whatever. So I, I get yeah. that. And it takes a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be as complicated as you're making it out to be. It can just be simply like, how is this person making me feel? How is this relationship mm-hmm. making me feel? Does it feel aligned with my values? Does it feel aligned with what I want? And if it doesn't, then that's a sign that you need to have a conversation and or call it quits, just depending on, you know, what exactly it is or how the conversation goes, if you do have said conversation. But again, like, you know, I, I think that we, we kind of grandiose love and relationships sometimes, and obviously the wonderful media and rom-coms and Disney, it doesn't, um, <laughs> doesn't help that. But, you know, what I often say is that, you know, once you get to like a really serious, you know, long-term relationship, whether it's marriage or just like moving in together or like partner or whatever, I still believe that love is a choice that you make every single day, right? Like you wake up and you're like, I choose this person, right? And like all is well until one day you wake up and you're like, I don't know if I choose this person anymore. Because if you don't choose that person in a long-term relationship, then it's really easy to let life kind of get in the way and like maybe turn into like roommate status or just kind of like bickering at each other or not really like nurturing the relationship and letting it grow and and connect even more deeply. Right. And so it really does become a choice every single day. And I don't think that's that different from the early stages of a relationship right now. You're like a relationship that makes it over the five, 10, 15, 20 year mark is just a bigger picture of little micro decisions that people have made every single day to keep choosing each other. Right. I should say in a healthy long-term relationship. And so (laughs) when you're in the early stage of a relationship, all you have to do is just choose to go on this date. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have to choose to go on the next date or not go on the next date. And that's all you have to do. And that's really no different than what it would be once it becomes more serious. Yeah. Like it might it changes, but for the most yeah. part, that, that idea of just making simple micro decisions of, do I want to see this person today? Do I want to have a phone conversation with him today? Do I want to go on a date with him today? If the answer is yes, that's all you need to know. And when you can just stay focused on that, then if it just feels not right one day, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all had that experience sometimes where you're like going on a date with someone and you're like, he's great, but whoa, not the right person for me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And something yep. just clicked. And I think we can keep having those experiences the more present we stay. And I'm just going to make a choice today. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow I'll wake up and see what choice I want to make. Yeah. All right. That was very helpful, actually. Good, good. So what are you going to do after this call? I'm going to ask him if he wants to get a drink Friday night. And I will probably have to preface it with, I promise I'll show up this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm going to ask him, yeah, if he wants to go out for a drink Friday night. And then so technically I'll be the one asking him out, which I never have a problem with. Yeah. Well, but, I yeah, because I, 
Yeah, I think like after the first time he asked me and then the second, I think it'd only be fair that I kind of, you know, yeah. uh, ask him if he wants to get together Friday. And he hasn't been like weird, like pursuing aggressive or anything like that. Like all good signs, like all normal behavior. Like I said no. And he was like, oh, okay, that's fair. (laughs) Like he, you know, so. Good, good. Well, um, ask on the date and then keep me updated. And um, I will. And I can put an update in the show notes because everyone's going to want to know what happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the time well, we're, we're recording this about two weeks out. So that's okay. what happens. Um, so I can put an update for everyone in the show notes because, you know, we all want to know the end of the story, right? This is what the human brain, <laughs> um, what the human brain wants. And, you know, the last thing I'll say is remember, if it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out, then he was still a soulmate for a certain moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. He, you attracted him for a reason. And so there's always something to learn from that and grow from that. And you're going to be able to survive any kind of rejection, yes. whatever that rejection might be. You've got that. I'll keep telling myself that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my dear. I hope this was helpful and keep us updated. All right. I will. Thank you. Thank you so much to Katie for coming onto the show. As always, I just so honor and see the bravery and courage for all the women who comes onto the show. It takes a lot of courage and guts to be coached and to dig deep and to really look at our limiting beliefs and our fears. It takes a lot of vulnerability and it's no joke. And then to have that broadcasted on the podcast, I know can feel even more so. Okay, so let's do some key takeaways from our call today. I just want to break down... um, what we talked about and just give you some steps and things to think about in a way that just is digestible and things that you can just begin to implement right away. So the first thing I had Katie do is I wanted her to ask herself, when has she gone with her gut before? And what did that feel like? Because the way that you're going to know if something is a yes or a no, and know that if it's your intuition versus your head talking is that you're going to feel it somewhere in your body. Now, yes, you are going to feel fear in your body in most cases, like, you know, it gets adrenaline pumping. So you're probably going to feel it somewhere. But your intuition, your gut talking is going to feel like something different. And so that's why I wanted her to look back on her past and just ask herself, what if she felt like that before? And what did it feel like? And how does that compare to what it feels like now. And notice that I did ask her if that situation was in a previous relationship type of situation. And if your example or your past experience isn't, that's totally fine. Just know that sometimes relationship questions or dating questions can feel a little bit more sticky, just because it bumps up against more you know, of our core wounds and stuff like that. So it's not going to be a total, um, you know, if it's not a relationship type of situation, it's not going to be a total slam dunk into knowing what it feels like, because it's going to feel a little bit more confusing when it comes to a relationship. However, you can get to that level of clarity that you've had in other questions that you've had to decide on in other areas of your life. And so then the next thing to look at, is the fear real or is it imagined? So I gave Katie the analogy of the bear and the trail and the hiking and the crossing the bridge. We just went all out on the hiking analogy this episode. You can tell what I like to do in my free time, probably. But the truth is, is that I think it's actually pretty good. I made up the bear one, you know, on the spot. So I think it's actually pretty good, though, because it's totally true. I actually know people who won't go hiking because you could 
run into a bear or a coyote or whatever. And, and to me, that's just not a real fear. It's an imagined fear. Like, could you run into a bear or coyote on the trail? Sure. I've run into coyotes before, but it's been fine, right? And that doesn't mean that it's always going to be fine. So there is some element of there could be a realness to, you know, an encounter that you don't want to have. But the question is, could there be a bear or is there actually a bear right in front of you? So could this guy be a bad guy or could this guy not be interested in you? Or is he giving you some very real signs that he is a bad guy or very real signs that he's not interested in you? And I think for the most part, those answers can be fairly cut and dry. And if it's not cut and dry, then you might have to resort to the final decision which is maybe you just simply don't know everything to make a decision. And so you need to have a conversation, you need to ask questions, or maybe you need to get to know him more. You know, in this example, or in this situation with Katie, she just simply didn't know, right? She got very mixed messages from both him, and also her friends or her cousins or whoever they were. And she just needs to be able to see for herself because she's just to rely on other people's, their opinion or their perspective is just never really a good habit to get into in the first place. And also, I would say that their opinions were also very inconclusive. Now, if she wasn't interested in him at all, and their opinions about him were inconclusive, then like, whatever, just move on with your life, right? But the truth is, is that she is interested in him and other people's opinions were inconclusive. And we even have to question how important that really is, to be honest. And so she just simply didn't have all the information that she needed to make a choice about whether or not to see this person. And again, by choosing to go on a date with him doesn't mean she's choosing him for life or choosing him as a potential boyfriend. It just simply means she's going on a freaking date. And then she'll see what happens and see if she wants to have a second date, third date, and so on. And then finally, we didn't talk about this too much in our call, but I do want to just point this out because I actually find it happening a lot. And I might actually do a solo episode on this at some point. And that is, do you find yourself, you know, you're kind of in this battle between is this fear? Is this intuition? Blah, 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 blah. But then in the name of boundaries or sticking to your guns or what you want or what you don't want and love, it's like, yes, all those things are important. And I want you to do all those things. However, it becomes so extreme to the point where you're just looking for something that might be a red flag or looking for something that would make him just not a good match for you, even though the thing might just be a silly thing to begin with or not. But you're just looking for some excuse to essentially isolate yourself. And you know, I've actually known Katie, we've worked together for a while now. And so I do know some of her background, I'm not going to divulge everything. However, this has been a pattern in her. So if this is a pattern in you, I think it's something important to um, that you're going to want to look at, you know, what is it really about you wanting to just nitpick someone so much that you essentially are isolating yourself and not allowing yourself the opportunity to meet people. All right, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And before you go, I've got one quick request. If you love this episode or you love this podcast and it has helped you in any way, please take a moment to leave a quick review in iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps me just to create more content that you love and that's helpful for you. But also it really does help me to grow the show and to get this show into the earbuds of more smart, successful women who have it all but love. 
What if I told you I could tell you exactly why you were still single? What if you knew exactly why you were still single? It's not magic, it's not astrology, and I'm not a psychic. You can figure that out for yourself now, and it's all about understanding how your core wounds from childhood create your fears and limiting beliefs about yourself as an adult. In my new course, Crappy to Happy, in two weeks, I'll walk you through the exact process I take my clients through to discover their love blocks and clear them so you too can find real love without having to spend years in therapy. I've worked with hundreds of women to change their love life, and whether it's getting out of a toxic relationship, dating again after years of not, or meeting that special someone, I'd love to help you too. To learn more about my self-study e-course, Crappy to Happy, and register, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash courses. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me in a future episode. And don't forget to rate and review the Love Life Connection. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. And until then, sending you so much love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.